Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Hello, welcome to Broken Records, the 72nd episode of Broken Records. This is where we look for the worst album ever made in history, in the history of music ever. Part of the Right Act podcast, by the way, if you're asking, I'm sure you are. You can listen to me, Stephen Hill, and him, Renfrey Deadman, hooded up like some sort of crazy goth fuck. <laughs> the YouTube. <laughs> what are you doing? All oh, this the hood, Renfrey. You look like a bloody so a pagan. In case this does go up on video, it's quite bright outside, and if I put my hood down, uh, a lot of my face disappears uh, because mm. it's such a bright light. It really is as simple as that. Some would say, oh, "No, don't worry about it." Aye. Oh, go on, put it back up. Go on, let's get on with this. Um, you look morbid, morbid, <laughs> morbid. <laughs> I am feeling quite morbid after listening to this record again. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we uh, you could listen to us chatting about music on Right Act podcast every week on a Friday. We put a load of reviews up. We also have a Patreon page if you'd like to go over. I mean, hey, I know you know we don't really do broken recordsy stuff on our Patreon page, but Patreon dot com forward slash Right Act podcast if you want to listen to us talking about some of our favourite albums ever made on the Classic Album Series podcast. This is basically the inverse of this essentially and if you'd like to suggest an album for me and Renfrey to talk about then you can go over onto our Patreon page pay a quid and we will eventually hopefully get round to talking about one of them as well there's all kinds of stuff over on our Patreon page over what are we talking like nearly bloody 200 podcasts over there isn't there oh it must Quite be a lot. yeah well in terms of exclusive stuff yeah I'm yeah yeah i would imagine so there, there's, there a is a, don't, there's a lot there. don't have the numbers in front of me but it doesn't no. matter but anyway look this is not what we're doing we're not about good stuff or stuff that you like well <laughs> if you do like this record uh you know you might do might be someone out there who likes this record that we're about to talk about today can't find them oh i can find one of them I did find one of them we'll talk about one, did of, find one of them later on exactly so yeah yeah so <laughs> the the records that are on this podcast are compiled from their reputation their critical standing their fan reaction their commercial disastrous appeal their suggestion by you our listeners or just something something weird that happened during the making of it maybe they put in loads of monkey chants <laughs> <laughs> maybe i like doing that i like doing a bit at the start where i go maybe it's like this getting the problem like that could be the end of the podcast isn't it <laughs> extreme metal with monkey chance who when, when why would that have worked mm, yeah there's a no. few, few baffling uh decisions made on this record aren't there yeah we should tell you what the album is that we're covering today mm. you probably guessed it because bloody hell we've talked about it before we've talked about it already on on right yeah. act morbid yeah. angel illud Divinium Insanus, the eighth studio album from the Floridan Death Metal Legends, released on the 7th of June 2011. Before we get into the wacky world of <laughs> Latter day Morbid Angel, I'm going to count down the 20 worst records that we have covered thus far. The flop 20 here 
on Broken Records, starting at number 20 with the United Nations of Sound by Richard Ashcroft, uh, Captain Rock and the Rock Boys. You remember that? All that yeah, time ago. It feels like a yeah. long time ago now, but yeah. yeah. There you go. The album by Mr. Blobby. <laughs> the album. No other albums. That's the album by Mr. Blobby. The original soundtrack to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Carts Club Band. The alter ego of Eogan Quig. Owen Quig, apparently, likes to be called. Don't know why. By Eogan Quig. Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2. There it is. Last week's little entry. Testify by Phil Collins. Feels good to read that out and know that I'm never going to have to listen to that record ever again. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, that feels good. Feels good to just see that there and go oh i never have to listen to that awful phil collins album ever again blood sweat and towers by the towers of london is followed by hard to swallow by vanilla ice the rebirth by lil wayne cut the crap by the clash angelic to the core by Corey feldman philosophy of the world by the shags asshole by gene simmons little zanarchy's uh little zanarchy by Total Zan, not Little Zanarchy. That's not what he's, he's called. Blood on the Dance Floor's Bad Blood. Oh, just going back to Little Zan, just briefly. I don't know if you, it's on telly at the moment. Have you seen um, Louis Theroux going to Memphis and talking to all the rappers? I have. have you seen that? Yes, I have. Uh, a lot oh, of um, stuff about the SoundCloud rap scene uh, in there, wasn't there? I love the bit where the, oh, I've forgotten his name already, that geezer, and they have him like, oh, go and record your, record your, um, your, see, your track. Your, your song. And he's, you just go, and it really shows up how fucking rubbish some of those guys are. Because Louis does it. Like, do you remember in, in the 90s when Louis did, Louis Theroux did rap and he went there and yes. then all these guys were doing it and you were like, and Louis tried to do it and you were like, haha, look at him. He's, isn't he rubbish? Whereas in this one, you're like, he's actually better than this guy. Louis, like, <laughs> like, he at least, ma- he at least matches him. And I would say objectively as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it does say quite a lot about that scene and the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blood on the Dance Floor, Bad Blood. Methods of Mayhem by Methods of Mayhem. The True Symphonic Orchestra's Concerto and True Minor. A Double Wide by Uncle Cracker. Crazy Frog presents Crazy Hits, and I'm not a fan, but the kids like it by Broken Style. Still at number one. Also, shout out Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses. Unranked. Don't know where to put it. But let's head back to the 7th of June 2011 to talk about Illa Divinium Insanus by Morbid Angel. We're actually going to go quite a way back before that already, actually, because it is worth saying before we go any further, as we have covered this. We used to do a thing on Riot Act called Trade Off. I think we've mentioned it before on this show. Where um, it's quite weird actually because we recently did a classic album on our Patreon page on the streets, and the week after that, on episode episode forty five, I believe it is, yes. we then spoke about Illud Divinium Insana. So we have actually yes. spoken about this record before, not in quite as much depth as we're going to now, but we did speak about that record. So if you want to go back and listen to, if you can't be bothered to listen to this updated version, I don't know why you do that. Um, you can go back and listen to us having already spoken about it. I have actually done a, a podcast on it before with Tom Dare, who I nearly asked Tom to come on for this. But then I was like, I can't. I've made him listen to it when he didn't want to once before already. So I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> so that's why Tom's not on the show this week. I'm sure he would have come on. I'm sure he would have liked to. Yeah, but yeah. I think we'll say we're going to save that for another time because I feel like to poor Tom it just doesn't yeah. deserve to be sort of have this shoved in his face again well, we, all, we've signed up for this it's not it's not his problem that absolutely. we have to listen to this it also doesn't have the word super in the title so yeah. it's technically not allowed it's not really meant to come on unless it's got the word super in it exactly. yeah and um 
so we've done this album a little bit before we kind of went through it a bit but we've done a bigger podcast on morbid angels debut album authors of madness we've done a classic album special again on our patreon page that you can go and listen to patreon.com forward slash right act podcast so if you really want to know what we really think about morbid angel just in general away from this record um you can go and listen to that and it's very positive briefly we bloody love them right we think they're really really great that kind of those early albums the late 80s up to and including the mid 90s period probably like the first what five morbid angel albums i think we said we're like oh they're great they're all fucking great yeah one of they are one of the only death metal bands that um i listen to on a semi-regular basis i've said before that i'm a relatively casual death metal fan but there are around half a dozen bands from that scene that i think are just essential if you like metal full stop um and morbid angel are one of them we both ended up um you actually for this just off your own accord Mm. decided to re-listen to their entire discography and Mm -hmm. i i re-listened to most of it i would say i re-listened to um uh, from blessed other sick up to and including uh formulas to fate the flesh, of to the flesh. Blah, 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 blah. yeah um just to, just to sort of plant it in my mind because you know i'd always considered morbid angel to be one of these bands who did actually fuck with their formula and like, every mm. every album is pretty different they're all very broadly within the death metal genre yes and no. yes and no. we'll get into that but um but that but they're certainly very versatile and and i was kind of thinking to myself they definitely have made changes to their sound in the past and people didn't go absolute you know people went absolutely apoplectic with rage so what is the difference between those changes they made in the past and these changes that they made on this record so i felt like i really wanted to re-listen to a chunk of their discography to kind of get that comparison very fresh in my head and I'm glad I did that because um, it's much clearer to me now <laughs> why this album wasn't received well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't actually think you need to listen to a single note of Morbid Angel's music prior to this to understand quite yeah. why this album wasn't received in the way in which they might have liked it to have been received. But anyway, <laughs> basically, Morbid Angel are fucking great. I mean, you're getting that opinion without paying any money for it so <laughs> imagine what you do if you go over to our patreon page but it, it, it sort of made sense to me so if we fast forward we've spoken about morbid angel on that particular podcast quite a lot dare say we'll speak about them again at some point one day who knows i'm, I'm imagine we will at some point but um if we fast forward to kind of the around the era that this album was coming out it does make sense that when a new Morbid Angel album was sort of mooted, I guess around what we're talking, it's around 2006, they started chatting about a new Morbid Angel album coming out. Mm. It made sense to me that people were excited for it, particularly when you look, I guess, when you get to the early part of the 2010s, just prior to this record coming out. Because Extreme Metal had had something of i mean i nearly said in a renaissance then i don't really know if renaissance is really the right word because with the exception of um 
a little bit of Cradle of Filth and a little bit of Dimmu Borgir sort of sneaking onto Ozfest tours and, mm. you know, getting onto major labels with the, I guess, the notoriety of the, the Norwegian black metal scene. Mm-hmm. It's not the music that people like about or know about that. I mean, some people do like it, obviously, but it's not the music that people think about when they think about that scene. It's the notoriety of it. So, you know, the bands are kind of almost sort of incidental, a bit like um, sort of boy bands or something, you know. And um, death metal had an... Uh, a little bit of a sort of slight moment in the sun when Cannibal Corpse on Ace Ventura and Earache signed that deal with, uh, I believe it was with Universal Music that saw them kind of be able to put out albums by a load of extreme metal bands basically like a sort of major label deal. But that ended really quickly. That was never really going to last. I think what we've seen over the last decade is the finally kind of the acceptance of extreme metal as a legitimate part of the metal scene. Now, the metal scene is, as discussed a lot, is a lot more underground than maybe it would have been during, you know, the heydays of the Linkin Parks and the Motley Crews and mm. all of those massive, massive, massive bands. Like those bands might not all be playing arenas and stuff and be on MTV all the time like they used to be. But certainly like, you know, I think the bands like Behemoth have proved that extreme metal can be something which ends up in arenas. You look at the sort of the where Gajira came from and where they are now, I think that's that's true. And I mean loads of morbid danger in Gajira. Loads, right? Fucking absolutely undeniable influence on, on that you look at the size of a band like opeth who came from extreme metal extreme metal is in a good place commercially speaking i think and that's been happening i reckon really from around the start of the last decade mm. yeah i think that's fair um just to pick up on one of the points that you made there i think the first time that i ever heard what we often refer to as the Gojira pick scrape wasn't on a Gojira record it was on a Morbid Angel record and as far as I'm aware and I'm not an expert because I'm not an expert on the extreme metal side of things but I am not aware of that pick scrape sound occurring in metal pre the Morbid Angel at the time doesn't that Morbid Angel album it's on Formulas Fatal to the Flesh I think it's Nothing Mm -hmm. Is Not track 4 um, but it's really like you hear it and you go, oh, that's the Gojira Pick Scrape. Like mm. four years before they were a band or two years before they were a band, I think maybe, you know. Yeah. So yeah, undoubtedly like huge, huge, huge amounts of Morbid Angel in Gojira. Absolutely. And I think this thing of, it feels like it's become almost more accepted in a weird way and i don't know you know in that time span that you were talking about and i don't specifically know the reasons for that beyond there have been some great records in the extreme metal genre in the last decade or so i I think like anything it just sort of begins to open up doesn't it? if it sticks Mm. around long enough it starts to become sort of part of the furniture i guess and when i was growing up i remember satiricon opening for satiricon opening for pantera and i thought it was the weirdest thing ever like seeing this black metal band opening for pantera i just thought it was such an odd 
thing because you know never the twain shall meet and then a few years later morbid angel opened for pantera in america mm, you know yeah. on, the, on an arena tour mm. and i was like how weird what is it and then you got like in flames opening for slipknot and obviously dimmu borgir going out on osfest and cradle of filth getting onto major like as as discussed i think that sort of slowly but surely people just got used to in the same way as they got used to hardcore bands, I guess, playing with metal bands and metalcore became a thing. I mm. just guess people just got used to it. But the point... No one would bat an eyelid now, would they? No. No. Not at all. Not at all. And that maybe wasn't as true in the late 90s going into the early 2000s. Mm. I have to say, look, back in the day, when I sort of first got into Morbid Angel, I did kind of poo-poo the Steve Tucker era of the band. I think that's a mad thing to think now. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what I was thinking. I do too. To sort of be like, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just which bloke is going over the top of all the riffs. Like, <laughs> yeah, who fucking to, cares? To be like, honest, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a great, a, a, a good era. And he left the band in 2004 after fronting them for uh, the aforementioned form of the Fatal to the Flesh, Gateway to Annihilation and Heretic, which was the band's last album in 2003. And as they sort of toddled off, not really doing very much around that time, I think that's when we started to see sort of slowly but surely the moral, the acceptance of extreme metal year by year, just kind of small incremental differences that would sort of build up. And um, it opened the door once he left for the original singer from the glory period yeah yeah i know there are the two guys he's not the original singer i know yeah we all love dallas ward don't we we're all so we all have the dallas ward era of morbid angel of course we do when he did those demos well they're the best things ever did there all that shit you don't care david vincent's the main the main one like david vincent was the main singer that you would think about i think when you thought of morbid angel because you just would unquestionably i would say Mm. yeah yeah uh he rejoined in 2004 i wasn't really paying attention to metal back in 2004 and um again as mentioned i think death metal had far from the stature that it does now so i'm trying to think would this be considered a big deal i mean for massive long-time fans yeah probably but i think their overall standing in the metal scene in 2004 was not as big as it is now or it has been for the for a while so i don't know i don't know if it was really considered a massive deal do you remember this even happening renfrey around the time do i remember the album coming out or do i remember no the... do you remember david vincent keep up do you remember david vincent joining morbid angel again <laughs> no no i don't right, specific- okay. i don't no, specifically remember that no no okay no me neither um but still, good to have, probably, people would have thought, good to have the quote-unquote classic lineup sure. of a genu- genuinely important band getting back together, right? Yeah. And uh, of course, so, they'll go back to their old style and they'll just do the same thing that they did right in the yeah, beginning of their career. Yeah, be of great, course. You know, yeah. It'll be great. So they embarked on a tour in 2006, which included a massive gig at the Varken Festival with Eric Rutan playing um, guitar with them as well around that time. I guess a man who's got some serious death metal pedigree himself. Mm. And he although he wasn't actually an official member of the band at this mm. point. Um, and they toured. You know, Dave Vincent joined in 2004. Took him a little while before they kind of got going again. 2006, it's a couple of years without really anything going on. Sort of going, well, you probably get an album out soon, right? And they didn't. 2008 comes around. A few more European festival dates. And at that time, they said these European festival dates, 
we're doing because we're in the middle of writing and recording an album 2008 we're in the middle of, we've been recording and writing this record we're going to do some european festival it's going to come back and then we're going to finish the album that's what's going to happen um that was around the time that they also announced zyklon guitarist destructor would be their new guitarist come the end of 2008 no album renfrey mm. not a good sign is it that is not a good sign especially as we know already because you've already said at the beginning of this podcast that this album came out in 2011 so we yeah. didn't get an album for quite a while after that so i sort of tried to look at what was going on there what, what happened why okay. it took so long mm-hmm. i don't know right okay yeah there's no yeah we're going back in the studio and then silence no album in 2008 obviously the next time i can find anything going on really for morbid angel is uh with the announcement that pete the feet sandoval who is a drummer and one of the most important and beloved drummers in the history of extreme metal without mm-hmm. any shadow of doubt maybe metal in general to be fair mm-hmm. um a genre defining drummer i would say um he was leaving the band uh, to recover from surgery he was having surgery on his back i believe and so he'd be stepping away from the band for a bit no chat about the album really just like oh the drummer's not going to be here yeah been waiting four years now yeah <laughs> uh his replacement was tim young who played in nile amongst other bands and he's a fucking staggeringly brilliant drummer Tim Absolutely. Young. he is amazing mm. he's an amazing drummer to be fair to him uh but at this point he wasn't a full-time member he was just going to be touring and playing on the album whilst they waited for pete sandoval who i'm sure would come back I'm sure. In June 2010, the band went to to the studio to record the album. That's what it says here. Now, I was under the impression that they had been recording the album back in 2008. What happened during that period? Who fucking knows? It's a little confusing, isn't it? It is a bit confusing, all this. It could have been that they recorded the album, didn't like it, threw it away, or uh, just kept it on a old hard drive and never looked back at it ever again. I mean, those sorts of things do happen all the time and they often get reported when a band's quite big but i don't know is our morbid angel considered a big enough a proposition for i don't know I, I'm, I'm sure there's I a, think a at this whole point bunch of people yeah but yeah exactly i think in 2010 yeah you're looking at a time where death metal in the aftermath of deathcore mm. and like i said extreme metal getting bigger death metal's kind of cool again you're one of the founding fathers you're one of the big bands Everyone's like, yeah, Morbid Angel are great. Dragging your heels a bit. But I was like thinking, well, this might work out for them because the bigger, the more it goes on, the bigger kind of extreme metal gets for kind of more casual fans or new fans and Mm -hmm. stuff. The Mm -hmm. more people get used to the sound of death metal and stuff, the more these bands get bigger and blah, 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 the better that could be to kind of drag it out. Oh, there's going to be a new Morbid Angel. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And the excitement starts to build. Yeah, I mean, Knowing what we if, know, if it was an incredible album, then that might have worked. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem, isn't it? But it feels like <laughs> the problem, feet, yeah. feet are getting dragged here a little bit. Yes. This is six years after David Vincent rejoined the band. Yeah. And they've been talking about recording this album for some time now. So feet are getting dragged. And I found this weird. But apparently, with the exception of a one-off show in LA in 2009, the band did their first US shows in six years after vincent's return in 2011 so 
he came back in 2004. Between 2004 and 2011... Didn't play any shows. Just, didn't play any shows, apart from one in LA. What are they doing? What I don't know doing? what Morbid Angel are doing. Right? It is very nice in Florida. Maybe they decided to go on, uh, like... What is it when you go on holiday around your home? <laughs> Staycation? Staycation. Maybe they decided to go on staycation. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, it's a weird thing to do to go, hey, we're back. And when I said back, what I meant is we're just hanging around with each other in the in the pool. Yeah. Like, it, we're just having beers together. It what? Su- it suggests that possibly, it. possibly they were premature to say they were back. Or, you know, they were excited about it, announced it, then went into the studio to do things and nothing quite clicked straight away or i mean this is all like you know we don't actually know we're just completely completely taking all this out of my ass i haven't got a clue but i haven't got a clue there's there's not really a lot that sort of that tells you what was going on around this period it's just like a bit of a sort of barren years for morbid angel nobody i can't really find much going all right we're doing it, guys. It's happening. We're doing this, doing that. Well, which strikes me that the truth, whatever it is, probably isn't all that exciting. I would imagine yeah. that's why it's not really been reported on. It's, there's just probably not all that much to tell. Mm. Yeah. And then the album came out after being worked on for fucking hell a long time. Like a long. They, they've been talking about at least working on it since fucking two thousand six. Yeah, it's not and quite a Chinese democracy, is it? But it is a good no. five years. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't sound like an album that's been worked on for five years either. It doesn't, no. <laughs> I remember rumblings in the press regarding how this album was going to really offend people. I distinctly remember buying Terrorizer when Darren Sadler was the editor. And his editor's note was talking about the reaction to was it the dead eye by the haunted it was one of the it was all the i can't remember which album it was but it was one of the haunted's albums that came out in 2011 whatever that one was i've forgotten what it's called now it wasn't the dead eye it was uh anyway um which was like to my ears just sounded like a fucking haunted album pretty much but mm. with a few bit weird bits in it here and there yeah and he was going oh it's really polarizing you like you know like people going mad about this haunted album and he was like if you're getting annoyed about this haunted album you are going to fucking lose your mind when the Morbid Angel album drops. Right. And you just wait. And then it did drop. And holy fuck. I think I said this. This is one of the things I said. If you go back to the initial thing we did on Morbid Angel on episode 45 of Riot Act. It was the first time I remember seeing a band, a band's fans online like really throw down and be like fuck you at them like Mm. really really fuck off Mm. we're not having this we are absolutely not having this it it was i still i do i genuinely think i can't think of another album before this where i was just like oh i just seem to be aware that everybody absolutely fucking despises this record i think people who had never heard of morbid angel before might have learned of their existence due to the reaction to this record. Um, I wasn't one of those people, but I hadn't... At that time, I don't think I'd thought about Morbid Angel all that much for 
maybe a decade, <laughs> you know, if I'm totally honest. And um, yeah, it, it definitely got them back in to you know news outlets and so on and so forth within the Mel main uh, within the Mel uh, community. Obviously, not really outside of it. Um, but yeah, maybe for all the wrong reasons. But mm. it, it, yeah, it it ended up being a big deal, and certainly, I mean, I do remember, like prior to re-listening to the album earlier today, um. I remember people saying that it was like the extreme metal version of St. Anger and thinking to myself, I think that's a bit of a basic bitch analysis of it, isn't it? But having re-listened to it today, um, I actually think it's fairly on the money, isn't it? In lots of ways. I don't know your feelings on that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... What, you mean it sounds shit and it's too long? Uh, certainly yep certainly yeah. that, that's part of the venn diagram there mm-hmm. um uh, you, you know big band within their scene uh, trying something quite different i mean you know Metallica had not attempted sin anger before and they haven't really attempted it since but you know um and uh it not really paying off quite a long gap between records it'd been six years of sin anger and um oh my goodness it was uh it was eight years for this, wasn't eight it? Years. I, 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 obviously, I think surely that must have been a contributing factor as well, because people were still yeah. people were still um, it's the comeback album. Yeah, yeah the comeback, the come, the original lineup, and all that. Well, not the original lineup, but the, you know, the return of the fucking the iconic vocalist and yeah, blah blah blah. Like, but even even when Heretic was released, Morbid Angel fans still gave a fuck about Morbid Angel very much so. I th- I think you know. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, eight years is certainly a long time to wait, especially especially when it's announced in two thousand and six. Um, yeah. It doesn't come out for another five years. Yeah, it's um, that's part of the problem. I think. Yeah, definitely. People do have. Uh, it's a high bar for these sort of albums. You're waiting a long time. Classic lineup, sort of. Sort of. And then you get this. I mean, yeah. what exactly? <laughs> no wonder that I can sort of see why they're annoyed, but fuck me when they're annoyed. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more in a second. Um, but it actually got initially fairly mixed reviews. I know it was hated by the fans. It felt like it was kind of universally hated by fans. It seems so, yeah. Metal fans, death mm. metal fans, mm. shockers. Eh? Not like them to hate something different, is it? <laughs> um, but Metal Hammer. Gave it 9 out of 10. Dom Lawson called it a twisted confrontational masterpiece. I couldn't find the full review of that, unfortunately. Oh, that's such a shame. I was quite it looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, okay. But what I did find was Dom's worst to best of the band from 2020. And okay. he kind of doubles down on his opinion of it. He actually puts this album third bottom of the list of Morbid Angel albums. Okay. So, so quite... The th- he basically cool. adores every Morbid Angel album. <laughs> yes. More or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He says this about it. Uh, there are a few things more entertaining than watching people get their knickers in a twist about something that was plainly designed to twist knickers. Featuring the return <laughs> of the talismanic David Vincent, Iliad, Divinium and Sanus did boast a handful of prime death metal cuts, but was defined by its swivel-eyed electronic experiments and the distinctly goofy Radicult, which sounded like Rob Zombie on steroids. Many fans were horrified, but with hindsight, Morbid Angel's 8th album was a giant, defiant fuck you and obnoxiously entertaining with it. So that is the case for the defence. But, you know, 
most of the metal press did give it a bit of a kick in. Mm. Metal Sucks gave it one star, saying one could accuse the band of being so out of touch that they're trying to sell out but don't know how in 2011. But I think it runs deeper than that. Theoretically, they should have had the foresight to think maybe we should put out a more straightforward death metal album instead and save the Combi Christ stuff for the side project. In fact, this is a painfully earnest album, one the band truly wanted to make. Illid, Divinium and Sarnus, at least judging by Dave Vincent's penchant for leather cowboy suits and Trey Azagoth's off-acknowledged penchant for awful goth techno, is probably the finest distillation of who Morbid Angel is now. It also happens to be terrible. Like Frankenstein's monster, <laughs> which is which the sewn together nature of this album truly resembles the unconditional love of its creator doesn't mean we're all not going to be at the gates with torches and pitchforks calling for its dismemberment metal injection gave it three out of ten saying the two most egregious ear sores on iliad divinum insanus david vincent and the band's insistence that experimenting with industrial metal will actually work it's one of the most head-scratchingly confusing sounds i've come across in 2011 as well as one of the most annoying the album's first song too extreme is both hilarious and atrocious where the simplistic and painfully loud electronic electronic bass drums are paired with vincent's equally atrocious lyrics side note they're pretty much awful for the entire time and while that would have been plenty of cannon fodder for the band's diehard fans alone illa divinium insanus makes this mistake three more times radical is probably the band's worst song of all time the confusing pointless collaboration with combi christ destructos versus earth attack isn't far behind either i think it goes without saying that the band won't be adding of these any of these songs to their live show anytime soon um angry metal guy gave it 1.5 out of 5 saying the reality is that fans would have been bitchy about this mediocre record but there is a feeling of utter betrayal and disgust because of what is contained herein and there's nothing that anyone can say that will make it better. This record isn't good, even if it has its moments, and it's not merely just disappointing. It's bad. The things that made Morbid Angel into the name that it deserves to have a $119 wooden box set for pre-order are not the things that we as fans have gotten. And so while I encourage you to check this record out with an open mind, as I do for all records that I review, I can't recommend Iliad, Divinum, Insanus because it's not good. And it was a truly insane move to put it out under the Morbid Angel name and expect anything other than the uproar that has ensued. Decibel gave it 5 out of 10. Can't find that review. Uh, the Enemy gave it 4 stars. Not really. <laughs> of course they didn't. But Q really did give it 7 stars. 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Wow. Not really, Renfrew. Uh, Are you mad? Of course not. You fell for it once. I can't believe you got me twice. And then you fucking fell for it again, you fucking idiot. You were very convincing. That's your East 15 training there. Yeah, it was. Um, Pitchfork gave it 8.7 out of 10. No, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but you actually almost got me again. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, no, none of those people <laughs> and none of those outlets give a fuck about Morbid Angel in 2011 <laughs> or ever. <laughs> some people did like it. Some people did like it, though. Yeah. No. Yeah, they did. There is a feature um, from, I don't know where I found it, but I found basically... Other death metal bands sucking up to Morbid Angel because they're the main guys. Michael Ackerfeld mm. of Opeth said this, one of the best best death metal releases since their last album with David Vincent. I'm not too much into the techno bits, but I am a dude who will appreciate and respect bands doing new things, progressing. So it's all good. Vincent's vocals are, of course, still as good as they come and the riffs are definitely there. Trey always delivers, new drummer is killer too. 
Carl Sanders from Nile said, no other band in the entire extreme metal genre but Morbid Angel would ever have dared to make Ilya Divinum Insanus. There are going to be quite a few unimaginative underground purists who think they know better what kind of album Morbid Angel should or should not be putting out. But with Ilya Divinum Insanus, Trey and David prove that they answer to no one but themselves. It is an incredibly well-written, performed, recorded and produced record. <laughs> Oh, Carl, I love your band, but <laughs> you should just listen to death metal, I think. Nurgle, Nurgle from Behemoth said, The new Morbid Angel album will cause a third world war. After June the 7th, the extreme metal scene is never going to be the same again. And I already can't wait the moment I'll be sitting on my sofa listening to Ilya Divinium Insanus while the world burns. Not really sure what he means about that but he's not the only person there were similar views from that, the likes of that didn't happen did it no, go <laughs> that, no. that didn't no. Robert Christogu wrote that for him <laughs> I think um, similar views from the likes of Dark Tranquility Soilwork Catatonia Mayhem and others Man. sticking up for this record I think, all, I think all that proves is there's a lot of people within the extreme metal community who really like and respect Morbid Angel isn't it really yeah, I think that's basically yeah. what that ultimately comes down to. And that's fine. Which is fine. Yeah. And deserves oh, fine. as well. But Renfrey, you've said it before, but tell me again. What do you think of Iliad, Divinum, Insanus by Morbid Angel? It's depressingly amateurish, uh, Iliad, Divinum, Insanus. Um, which isn't something that uh morbid angel usually are it was interesting listening to blessed are the sick um i think we were having a private conversation about this uh over the phone and um blessed are the sick is a record where they try to put quite a few classical influences in with it uh it was dedicated to mozart that record I might be getting the composer wrong, but but the record was dedicated to a a very famous classical composer because uh, a lot of the writing was, I, I think, effectively ripped off of that particular composer. And it's interesting the way that this record starts because it starts sounding almost exactly the same <laughs> as Blessed Are the Sick. I mean, worse, definitely worse. So Blessed Are the Sick came out in 1991. 20 years later... It doesn't sound like the sounds that they are using or the synths that they are using have been updated one bit. <laughs> it sounds like they're using the exact same shitty Casio keyboard, which, to be honest, sounded shit in 1991. I mean, I I, I can forgive it on Blessed Other Sick because you can hear the ambition and it's sort of... it is. Um, diminished through the instrumentation that they use and the cheapness of the 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 whatever keyboard they were using unfortunately but at least you can hear what they're trying to achieve there uh, you know 20 years later on Illa Divinium Insanus and it's just a shitter version of that sounding exactly using the exact same shitty synthesizer sound which sounded crap 20 years ago it's utter madness to start your album like that it's such a boring way to start this record and it really goes on and on and on doesn't it that oh, well, instrumental God, intro hell, talk about that i mean the whole fucking thing goes on and on and on for christ's sake i think it's, it's just a lo- i think it's only a minute and a half it's, oh, oh no it is two, two and a half minutes two, two and a half minutes too fucking long 
It's rubbish. Too fucking long. Too fucking long pissing around. But then you go, all right, well, we've done that bit now. We've got that out of the way. Yeah. I'm sure and, it'll improve. And then too extreme. And it gets on. worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the plinky plonky stuff for way too long is patience testing. Yeah. And too extreme. I'm just, I, 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 I don't know what too extreme is meant to be. I think this is the things I listen to it and it's like, it's really long. It is. A six Nothing really happens. Not a lot. No, it's not really very metal. Doesn't sound cutting edge industrial. It certainly doesn't sound cutting edge. No, and it's but it's got that that kind of. It sounds like it's trying to be a dance remix of itself. Yes, but remixed by like Scooter or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't. It this is meant to be like a sort of heavy song of some bent. Yeah, but it's not. But then it's not. Uh, what is this like i don't because it's not a, it's not a full-blown dance reimagining of morbid angel it's not a full-blown techno remix 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 reimagining of what morbid angel do because it's too fucking slow and boring and crap for that it's just rubbish and, it's rubbish is what it is because it falls between not just two stools but it's falling between like six stools by the sounds of it you know yeah it's it, it, it's, it's really bollocks. quite bad i mean i have a really ch- religion What's that all about? We got no two extreme. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, David Vincent doesn't sound good on this album either, no. like, at all. No. His lyrics are bad. His um, lyrics are awful. I haven't re- I mean, it's, it's funny because I haven't really ever changed my mind on this. Like, some, you know, sometimes you listen to albums and you go, I really want to like this. And I remember the first time I listened to this, I was like, this is hilarious. Mm this is hilarious this record mm, mm. and then it start. You, you, when you first hear it you go this is hilarious and then four minutes into a song which is seven minutes long you go this isn't funny anymore yeah this isn't yeah, funny yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. now become Torturous. an affront to me <laughs> yeah. and i'm a bit sick of it to be honest and absolutely yeah i don't know man like occasionally it's boring occasionally when they do the death metal stuff it's not awful. Do you know what I mean? No. I think like this is the other thing I thought f- that I think I said on the pro- podcast before. If you took out the really, really dreadful bits, you would just be left with an incredibly average death metal album and no one would ever talk about this record. Mm. So a-, a bit like people desperately try and defend some anger or people talk about, you know, like it's become an infamous record. Mm, it has. And I can see yeah. why it's not. A- and you kind of think, well, I guess it, it didn't really boost Morbid Angel's career, but it certainly made people talk about them again. And when sense. you get something like uh, Existo Volgara, it's all right. It's decent enough death metal riff. Gets a bit mm-hmm. dull towards the end. It's fine. I think when we did it before, like I say, Blaze for Baal, I think is good. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's a good song. Yeah. Genuinely good Morbid Angel song. Don't really mind good that song. Groove. Really dirty, blasting bits. Great solo, classic kind of tray, melodic solo thing in there. It's wicked. And if they started the album with that, I think people would be a little bit less, you know, like what the fuck about it. I think they would be a little bit less. I think they'd, I think at least, at least, they would have started somewhere where people would go, all right, and then it would get worse. But then they well, don't. They started with too extreme, which well, is awful. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not sure if the general 
extreme metal populace's opinion would have changed if Blades for Baal or Existo Volgor had been the first and second track on the record. Because really, I'm just looking at it. I'm just looking at the track list. I'm like, is are there any are there any other songs on this record which are forgivable other than those two? And I don't think there are. Um, I think I Am Morbid is absolutely fucking hilarious. I mean, I Am Morbid is like, it's a fucking football chant opening. I already mentioned like (laughs) monkey chants. There are so many monkey chants on here. I'm convinced David Vincent supports Millwall. (laughs) Right. You get a guitar riff copying the football chant. Please. Yeah. And the chorus sounds like a pop punk band trying to do some sort of satanic thing it sounds like that fucking sum 41 song oh, do you know what i mean um the pain like, for pleasure yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> you know what it's, it's not that, far off it what are, what are you doing why are you writing yeah. a fucking pop punk song morbid angel yeah, yeah. it's terrible <laughs> this is just this is like you sometimes go that's ah, not really a strong suit doing this not really no, a strong suit <laughs> There's a bit where David Vincent goes, whoa, in the middle of it. And it's like, are you trying to sound like a fucking surfer, dude? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a terrible song. And it is, it is just funny. You know, it's, a, it's a, yeah, morbid, morbid. I'm morbid. Morbid will bring yeah. him to their knees. It's going on about terrible. how morbid you're making me feel fucking more. I think exactly. 10 more dead. You said that there's nothing as good as, I mean, there's nothing as good as Blaze for Bile, I don't think, but 10 more dead. It's sort of fine, forgettable enough death metal song. I would say, but I guess it's because it's, it's sandwiched in between two absolute hellions of this record. Probably. I mean, why. look as a sort of drowning pool esque bodies. esque I know there are some people who'll be like, oh, bodies is a modern classic. It's a dance floor filler. I think there's a huge difference between a dance floor filler and a great song. Um, but, you know, I can see that maybe they were trying to go for that. I don't know. Well, I don't know what they were fucking going for on this record, to be totally honest. Um, in that dumb bodies, let the bodies hit the floor you know dance anthem rock dance anthem way i think it's yeah. fine <laughs> it's fine well it's it's sandwiched in between two things which are horrible it's it's the best thing out of the three tracks that we're talking well, undoubtedly i mean, uh, I mean yeah. di- let's talk about destructors versus the earth <sighs> another fucking terminator orig- like the terminator's original soundtrack but yeah tommy wiseau's terminator reboot like that's what this is isn't it <laughs> done by a death metal band who have absolutely no fucking idea what they're doing it's this terminator like big... as directed by ed wood um yeah, yeah it's it, dreadful it's seven minutes and 15 seconds long give me a fucking break yeah it sounds like big dumb face <laughs> Where's Borland's comedy weird side project? It sounds like the worst song on a Big Dumb Face album. It's fucking yes. dreadful. What's it? All right, humans will... <laughs> it's like Flight of the Concords. Humans will be destructed. Like, all this shit. Like, oh, my March. 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 It's awful. It's, it's, it's so many... It's kind of what people who don't know anything about heavy metal 
think heavy metal is if they're if they're looking down on it you know they just think it's a bunch of i suppose people who look like me to be fair with very um very personable uh, questionable grooming habits and, <laughs> and hygiene habits and all that sort of thing just sort of playing D and and listening to Dio on a twenty four seven loop. It feels like it kind of has a lot of those shitty just rubbish cliches in it, which really you don't actually hear in metal very often at all. I mean actually I'm saying that you probably do in the power metal strand of things, which I don't really listen yeah. to. Mm. But fuck me. I mean this song is an absolute joke. It's rubbish. I mean it would be a joke if it wasn't so fucking long. But it just goes on and on and That's on. That's it, isn't it? It's on. like you're going, you're trying to, do, you're going for Stuart Lee, but your joke's not funny in the first place. No, exactly. It is. I mean, to be honest, when it comes on, it has the sound and the feel of an interlude. And then you see the track, and it, and it's fucking seven minutes long, and you go, "Oh no, you're actually taking this song seriously." I thought this was just going to be like a, a minute and a half, joke interlude and if it was a minute and a half joke interlude i'd actually kind of be fine with it it's like metal does mars attacks you know that would be kind of amusing for 90 seconds but not seven and a half minutes it's just fucking boring it's rubbish it's terrible awful it's bad we get a couple more <laughs> Ugh. i mean i think ne- like nevermore couldn't like, you take it after it wasn't nevermore a single yeah, couldn't believe Nevermore was a single. Well, I think you'd, in the in the context of what's just gone, what's just happened, you'd take it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did. that's the thing. Like, it's not good, but like in the context of what has just happened, yeah, you go, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. fine. <laughs> and then Beauty meets wrong. Beast. No, Beauty. I mean, that, that is, and there's nothing more fucking. There's no more damning thing to say about this record than when, like, you you'll take Nevermore. You just go, yeah, yeah, fine, all right. yeah <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm happy. Right. I'm happy to be here right now. Yeah. So right. Beauty meets Beast has got David Vincent making some weird like oh uh, noises. No. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. <laughs> no idea. And, but really, we're all building to this, aren't we? We're all yeah, building to yeah. the to the the song, the yeah. song that everybody talks about when they talk about this record. Radical, here we go. The race by yellow goes death metal. <laughs> have you listened to the race by yellow? Because I compared it to, like you you have to listen to the race by yellow and okay. just think of this song. Okay. The race by yellow came out in 1987, 1988, I reckon, and it is a kind of silly electro like novelty song and it knows it is mm-hmm. and it's meant to be that but it's a better song than radical mainly because it's a third of the length uh, that's got one thing to do with it secondly because it sounds more contemporary than radical wow, wow. and uh it's catchier and just better constructed and written as well it's just a better song mm-hmm. um rob zombie done by a death metal band Seven minutes thirty-seven seven seconds. What a f- minutes thirty-seven what? seconds. <laughs> what? I mean, depending oh. on what side of the bed I get up on, I either think that this is so fucking hilariously terrible that I adore it and all its mad kitsch 
value or at least like the first three and a half minutes of it and then i started going okay wrap it up now lads wrap it up now or i just think what is this shit like if i listen to fucking covenant and then i listen to this i'm like no 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 it cannot be the same people i know um that's kind of the beauty of of this song as well i I think isn't it is it is it it's layers Renfrey, the um, many hidden layers. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I I sure as hell woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning because I listened to it earlier today. I thought it was fucking shit. I fucking hate the song. Radical go radical boom 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 You can just do it, can't you? you can do it like you can do I'm a Barbie girl. It is it's like that. It's it is actually like fucking Oh, Ken, come on, come on, Barbie, let's go party. Killer, gold, gold, killer, killer. It's the same sort of thing. It's a fucking mad... I, I, oh, I'll never understand. I'll never understand how they let people hear this. No. How did they let people... You know you're Morbid Angel. You do know that, don't you? You do know you're Morbid Angel. You are you're aware... You're capable of so much more than this. It's not even that you're... Even if you currently aren't capable of much more which you clearly don't seem to be yeah. you've got to look back and go oh it was a madness we did that remember when we did all the madness we did yeah. that <laughs> probably don't let people hear this fucking nearly eight minute long yeah fucking scooter song <laughs> sounds like the venger boys sounds like the venger boys with somebody with like laryngitis on vocals yeah it's it's fucking terrible. I mean, I understand. This completely. would be kicked out of this would be kicked out of Eurovision for being too ridiculous. This song. <laughs> Do you know what though? It is the only Morbid Angel song that could even justify being on Eurovision, isn't it? Realistically, and maybe yeah. there's a couple on it'd here. Still I don't know. get nil, nil point. I would uh, imagine well, as well. It, it, well uh, Do you know what? It ten, absolutely ten from would. Poland. It absolutely would get nil point. Like, yeah. it's 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 fucking dreadful. So long. We're going hardcore radical on it, really, aren't we? I mean, it's fair to say that we are actually we we are going hardcore radical on it, and, and that that's is, what they would want. I feel like that's what they want to do. Exactly. Yeah, so I, like I think that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I really want to get the. I'm going to just get the lyrics up because I can't remember I've them got properly. Them, got them here. Uh, uh, we're it. banging hardcore radical, maniacal, and animal beast stomping with an appetite insatiable. We are the radicult. We're living hardcore and radical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll always be maniacal and animal. An animal. They fear us because we're physical, irrational. You're certainly oh. radical, irrational. They're <laughs> certainly irrational. Our radical is thriving. Be stomping with an appetite insatiable. We are the radical. I mean, there's some fucking dreadful, dreadful, dreadful lies. We're banging hardcore radical, maniacal and animal. Be stomping with an appetite insatiable. We are the radical. Good. See it again. Does the same thing again. And again, they do that three times on the trot. Yeah. Our beat's down. Just one step close to the fiery end. Just take another dose of our insane world. It all gets better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Feel next to nothing till we drop it again. We're radical. Radical. Never made to order unpredictable. Demonical and so fanatical are the zealots and the martyrs of the radicult. There we go. I like this first because we've been crossing the line since 1989. We're moving the world because our power is a shining sick groove with fucking magic to prove that the radicals are here to stay. 
That does not sound like a morbid angel lyric, does it? And yet it is. No, it sounds more like something from the Matcha Man Randy Savage album or something that he went, <laughs> Brother! <laughs> I'm does. not doing that. It's yeah. too shit. Yeah. It's too shit for the Matcha Man Randy Savage album. There's an argument for it. Yeah. We're going hardcore radical. Hogan, you former dad. <laughs> Killer kill. <laughs> like, Hogan, you former dad. Mate, fucking. Good. Listen, fucking. The thing is, I want to say about this as well, is it is completely, completely delusional. And it actually feeds into something I think is kind of delusional particularly around this time for extreme metal fans is that by 2011 if you liked extreme metal you're not fucking counterculture you're not like do you know what i mean no, no. these things this is not this whole thing i, I, I like black metal it's like no, you're, you're not 20 counter- years too late for that yeah you're not you're not it's not counterculture it's not unusual it's not weird it doesn't make you superior or do you know what i mean just because you like extreme metal you're fucking mad you're fucking mad to think that and like to 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 serve up this dated sloppy too long self-indulgent bollocks and try and paint it as something which is kind of genuinely counterculture at a time when like swans had reformed and we're putting out to be kind at a time when like uk grime was building into like the the kind of our version of punk rock right Mm. to kind of think of all the things that were happening around that time that were legitimately exciting right Mm. lady gaga is more counterculture than this this? lady gaga is more subversive than morbid angel at this point yeah yeah and she was like a massive stadium-selling superstar. This is un- un- unquestionably, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know for an absolute fact that that's what Morbid Angel were trying to be. To be fair, no. But... Well, don't don't write it in your lyrics about how you're fucking maniacal animal. True. Blah 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 blah. Don't do a fire starter in your lyrics if that's what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. For and, seven and minutes. Have you hey, got it? The yeah, prodigy we're, were we're actually. The... Sorry, sorry. Exactly, the prodigy were the prodigy were at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And Firestarter still sounds like it came out about 50 years after this song, even though it actually came out 15 years before. Yeah. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. But like I say, you catch me on the right day. If I have a couple of beers, Renfrey, and Radicult comes on, I will dance for the first three minutes of it. (laughs) And then get bored. And then get bored. Do you know what? I, I can, can see... pay it no higher compliment than that. I, I can see that. I can I, I can I can see myself in the in the right mood and yeah, probably slightly intoxicated at the very least. I can see myself enjoying this song for half its length, half its running. Yeah. Time. So when it when it came on, when I've listened to it, I did go, Oh it is radical. <laughs> yes! Radical's here. <laughs> Oh, it's a race by yellow, but done by a death metal band who've absolutely lost the plot. And then bump, bump, a bump, bump, bump. And you can do your proper like knees up, like a fucking cockney yeah. Dick Van Dyke knees up to it. And then you're doing all that and you're like, yay. And then after about three minutes, you go, oh, I can't. Oh, this has got to end now, hasn't it? Surely I'm sort of feeling a bit silly. 
fucking hell what have you done morbid angel yeah i mean it's worth it for i guess it's worth it existing just to see how far a band can really fall but it's a stupid song it's, really a, it's a terrible song it makes the next <laughs> it makes the next song sounds okay Mia yeah again again i will take that even with the no agreed stuff in the middle of it which is absurd yeah again, absurd monkey noises what are you doing why are you doing monkey noises what are you playing at but i think i but i think by that point in the record you've been thrown so much other stuff which is even more demented and even more of a bad idea than those monkey noises that you you know through us you go the mon- few the monkey noises are back thank god <laughs> well, yeah. back in my comfort zone yeah. through a process of stockholm syndrome you start to like them <laughs> so like, and Ridiculous. you're kind of okay with them by the end so yeah um yeah but 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 I, it's not a song that i would ever recommend in and of its own it, it only works at the end of a long torturous listen to this record <laughs> that's the only way that yeah. song works so yeah pretty much i would say that is that is fair um so before we rank this let's see what happened after the record came out in 2012 after everybody was very very upset with morbid angel indeed the band decided to smooth things over with their fans by releasing a three hour long remix album of the songs from illid divinian insanus the mad cunts you mad cunt what are you doing hey hey guys don't i know you didn't like the last album i know you weren't keen on it i know you weren't keen on the weird electronic stuff and the monkey noises and all the fucking sci-fi grunting and the weird like hip thrusting scooter goes florida death metal thing but but hear us out we're gonna release hear me out here how about Three hours and five minutes over the course of three discs and what appears to be, I'm looking at it now, it's actually got 39 tracks. This this has its... This is, three the, re- hours this is the remix album. Yeah, The remix album. It has got, I'm going to count it out, it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> oh my god, seven, eight... Nine, ten, no, eleven, twelve, <laughs> twelve different versions of I'm, I, I Am Morbid. Oh twelve God. versions of I Am Morbid. No one needs that. Twelve different versions of a song which cannot be saved. It cannot be saved by <sighs> Labatch. It cannot be saved by someone called Micropoint. It cannot be saved by Mix Hell. Or Black Lung. No. Good God. It can't. There I is, mean, actually. I feel like that should be on the list. I mean, I do not want to listen to it. But without even listening to that three-hour remix album, I feel like it should be on the list. But I don't want I'm to not listening to it. I didn't. So, okay. So, I I thought to myself, well, something different. I listened to the I listened to the entire Morbid Angel back catalogue just for a laugh, really, just because I like it. Um... And I did think to myself, I should probably listen to this because then I'll be able to go, oh, it was really bad. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. No. I just could not bring myself to do it. Life's too short. Life is too fucking short to listen I do to not a have three the hour time remix of an album that. that you don't even like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
three hours three hours and five minutes over fucking 39 tracks of those dreadful fucking songs and it's all the it's all bloody radical destructors versus the earth i am Mm. morbid it's all the worst ones too extreme yeah i mean if bars of blade some kind of remix of bars of blade you go well at least that's an all right song wouldn't mind hearing a remix i don't even know if that's on here i don't even know there is a remix of it there's there appear to be three versions of Existo Volgor, which is one of the songs that we liked yeah. more I so. Need, I don't need three different versions. Uh, of I it. don't need three. I, I don't need one, to be honest. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just, yeah, this is not something that I need in my life at all. So I, I do feel like this is the ultimate fuck you. This is a slap on the face, <laughs> but you've shat in your hand before you've slapped me in the face. <laughs> maybe i mean certainly um what don was saying in his review about it being um like a troll kind of i don't know if he used that word designed to twisting nick for twisting knickers there we go yes exactly um yeah put it in a far more poetic way than i did just calling it a troll but you know what i mean like it like a um yeah i mean i i I think this remix album absolutely (laughs) this remix album is twisting multiple pairs of knickers surely along that rhetoric yeah it's bad isn't it <laughs> it's bad I imagine so. Uh, so in 2013 david vincent confirmed that pete sandoval had properly left the band presumably you would think he heard this record and went i'm not fucking playing that mate but there's actually uh, a little bit more to it than that he claimed that sandoval had found jesus and he was, in David Vincent's words, no longer compatible with Morbid Angel. Sandoval himself has responded to that, claiming that, yes, he had found his faith, but that was not the catalyst for his lack of involvement in the band. And rather, it was the fact that his rehabilitation took longer than he expected and the band were not prepared to wait for him. Um, although it has been said that due to him changing his religious beliefs in 2012, he now would not want to come back to Morbid Angel. But he might have done prior to that, although I get the feeling that this record probably wouldn't have helped <laughs> like once no, he heard it no yeah um, although just to quickly say you know obviously tom Araya, catholic lead singer in slayer like it's not unheard of for that kind mm. of thing to happen but obviously it's you know very personal yeah. if people are willing to do that or not but yeah yeah he has said he he was like i probably wouldn't be able to do that sure. now. he said he doesn't miss it as well so you sure. know in 2014 david vincent said that the band were done touring the record and were off to record a new album which they sort of were mm. but he wouldn't be part of it vincent left the band along with tim young in 2015 leading to the return of steve tucker on bass and vocal duties and morbid angels 2017 album kingdoms disdained which is actually pretty good you know sounds far more like that classic morbid angel thing all the way through fine i mean I spoke to you about this the other week and I said, you know, I hadn't listened to it for a little while. And I remember mm. being, I remember being just, just terrified when it came out. Mm. I remember mm. just being like, oh God, no, not more of this, please. And just sort of feeling like it was going to be a bloody disaster just because I just thought it was. Mm. And actually, I think it's, it's pretty good. It, it, like a lot of death metal bands kind of latter day material, even though it's only 47 minutes long, I don't really feel like I need 11 tracks of it, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It's pretty good. Did you listen to it? I've not heard King is Insane. No, it's one of... I, I think there's like three Morbid Angel albums I haven't heard. Um, mm. All right. Um, and Kingdoms Disdained is 
or one of them um right. probably through I, I mean i have to confess uh, i'm looking at it here and it apparently came out december 1st 2017 i mm-hmm. don't really recall it coming out and i don't recall yeah. you know whoever did press for it sending it to me or making much of a fuss about it or anything like that so i to be totally honest i I think i missed it (laughs) i know yeah i know who did i do i remember who did press for it because i suddenly one day just got it right and was like oh i didn't know this was the thing okay yeah I was like, oh, I didn't even realise. But yeah, it just I'd appeared like, in my inbox one day. But it's all, it's all right. I I'd like to listen to I mean, based on what you said about it, I like like it's a lot better than this record from what you were saying about it. So I'm curious to hear it. It's a lot better than this record. A yeah. lot better. Um, but in terms of David Vincent's involvement in the band, it was all a bit stinky, wasn't it? Um, Trey Azagoth released a statement to the press in June 2015 saying, I'm excited to announce that Steve Tucker and I are working together again for morbid angel and the next record will certainly be an amazingly sick world beater um dave vincent didn't seem to know that that was going to happen because he hit back a few days later saying i'm aware of trey azagoth's announcement of a collaboration with steve tucker on new music however the inference i have left morbid angel is incorrect to be clear i have not left morbid angel nor have i been asked to do so um the band recruited the drummer Scott Fuller and they have kept that lineup ever since, which um, doesn't include David Vincent. So obviously David Vincent just got fired mm. via tweet. That's mm. what it sounds like, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mm. it pretty much does. Mm. Yeah, it pretty much does. I don't think they're that chummy with each other, no. which uh, might sort of, you know, tell you why the album took so long and why it's such a fucking shit show basically after the release of kingdom sustained as basically blamed vincent for this record completely he said to guitar world it just shows how david and i are in different worlds these days he is for sure an artist and great in his own way but was becoming so very different than what i was into it was a confused effort and that's why we changed the lineup i already knew the result was going to be off during rehearsals and recording some of it turned out cool but david made his vocals too loud like usual and the rhythm guitars got subdued in the mix then david flew to la to finish some vocals with the engineer that mixed the record and it seems he influenced how the mix was going to turn out before i heard the final mixes for the record i thought it was going to sound a lot more heavy but nothing could save a silly song like radical which i just tried to ignore i had nothing to do with that thing um okay. you probably you probably would distance yourself from that song wouldn't you Fuck unless it. you're a hard unless you're part of a hardcore killer cult I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> which you know yeah, and you live in hardcore radical. Anyway. Obviously, you might do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Vincent also a few years later, um, he got kind of he got a bit of shit because he was doing his "I Am Morbid" uh, or sorry, "Am I Morbid" project. That's "I Am Morbid" is obviously the name of the song. Yes. Whereas "Am I Morbid" is the name of the project. So yes. that's how you can tell the two of them apart. Yes. Clever. Uh, he was playing a load of Morbid Angel songs. You know, songs that he had already appeared on originally uh in 2019 he claimed that he had irreconcilable differences with trey and also said this of the record listen i'll be the first person to admit and agree with you that there's some very weird stuff on illard 
But when you are in a band scenario and there's things that are included, then you make the best of them. And that's what I attempted to do. Now, I think there's some fantastic material on that record, but some of the more, well, I guess, techno stuff that seems to be what some people are most annoyed about. And yeah, it's weird. I agree, it's weird. But when a song is presented to me, it's my job to do the best I can do with it. And that's what I did. I think there's a lot of good stuff on that record. And then, yes, there's some weird stuff on that record. But, well, it is what it is. And on we march. So that was an interview where he basically you know he was saying look i firstly he said i've been playing morbid angel songs live in my new band i have every right to do that i wrote those songs and i think he's right in that mm-hmm. respect yeah what it does make seem very odd is that somebody wrote radical somebody did it hasn't just been beamed down from God, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like a like a famine or a plague of locusts. Has <laughs> <laughs> it just been like dropped and gone? You, there's your song, Morbid Angel. <laughs> you are going to put that on your album. And David Vincent and Trey Azagoth both went, "Oh, do we have to? Shit. Oh, all right yeah. then." Somebody wrote that fucking song. Now, according Someone to, did. so according to the. Uh, the Wikipedia page. All lyrics are written by David Vincent. All music is composed by Trazagoth and Vincent, except where noted. Music, Radicult, David Vincent. Right? I Am Morbid, David Vincent. Destructor, did Blades for, Bla- B- Blades for Bile, thank God. And Ten More Dead, whatever. But, <laughs> so he's come out of it all right, to be fair. But everything else is written by, the, the two of them wrote this record. And they're both going, oh, I didn't write it. Well, what are you fucking did? I'm just checking for my sins. I own this record. <laughs> I say yeah, for I my do, sins. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I say for my sins. Um, Earache actually really recently had a sale. It's not out on Earache. It's, it seems it missed released it, but Earache had some copies for whatever reason. They had a sale over Christmas, and um, uh, there was the main thing that seduced me was I've got a lovely, you know, the three hour um, <laughs> bonus tracks, of the, the remix. No, album. You know, I've got a lovely tin version of it. You're fucking weird as fuck. I mean, imagine <laughs> getting this because it's got a tin. Well, to be fair, because it was in the sale, it was only three ninety nine, uh, And I thought, you know, it just I think, oh, I'll get a nice new tin. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mainly got it for the tin. Not the music. I couldn't give a fuck about the music. I just like the tin. I like the tin. It's a nice tin. What a weird, what a weird man. Well, it's weird. I, don't, I mean, well, I, that is really weird to buy think, an album for three ninety nine because you like a tin. It came in a tin. This album is so fucking bad. Three ninety nine. You've been fucking absolutely <laughs> mugged off. I got some. I got some fucking magic beans in a nice tin for you as well, Renfrey. Do you know what? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna hold on. I'm actually gonna just hold on two seconds. Hold the thing. Oh, he's 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 gone off somewhere. He's actually going to pick. I got this. <laughs> I got. That's a nice tin. I'll buy that off you, yeah? mate. I will put. I got a hero's tin for Christmas. I'm enjoying it. I will sell you this tin. This empty hero's tin. Uh, yeah. And I will chuck my CD copy of Illa Divinum Insanus <laughs> inside it. And I will sell it to you for two ninety nine, or a turd, or a turd, either, <laughs> or a turd. I got a Quality Street one over there as well. I couldn't grab it in time. I was going to show you both of them. I'll stick fucking Supercharger in the Quality Street thing as well if you like. I'll sell that to you. You fucking mad cunt. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, look, so uh, to be clear, like 
it wasn't the only item I purchased in the sale. I purchased lots of stuff that you'd be very kind of like, oh, well, fantastic that you purchased that. But, but you was... thought you thought I bought a load of good albums today. I, I should also shit. I should probably buy a tin. <laughs> <laughs> buy a tin to keep it. Yeah. She probably. What do you do with this tin, please? I keep my shit Morbid Angel album in it. Is what I do with it. So okay, okay. so you don't do anything with it then. No, You've just bought no. a just bought a tin. I mean, the purpose of that was oh, to what try. A nan, what a nan thing to do. <laughs> Why you, you're someone's nan? There you have it, everyone. Confirmation there that Renfrey is someone's nan. To be fair... Oh, and I buy the tin. Do you keep wrapping paper? Do you, do you like, when you get Christmas presents, do you keep the wrapping paper? Um, sometimes. <laughs> one, of my presents, one of my presents this year for Christmas was wrapped in velvet wrapping paper. I was like, holy shit. So I, I did keep that. I just rubbed it against my face. I, I don't know why. I, uh, I don't know what to say about any. I don't know what to say. So, Go on, um, what are you going to say about all, the inlays? All, all, all it says is all songs written and produced by Morbid Angels. So it's not giving us a. It's giving us even less information than the Wikipedia entry did. So three, that's three ninety nine down the fucking drain. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> well, no, not quite. After all, God. you do have a tin. Got a nice you know tin out of it. You know how difficult it is to come across a tin here in 2021, especially uh, with the artwork from Illid Divinum Insanus in there. That's that. Think of all the great things you can keep inside that tin, like the CD of Div- Illid Divinum Insanus and nothing else. That is the one thing we haven't said, actually, as a positive. I do genuinely think that this album has the best artwork of any Morbid Angel album, personally. But I don't think that's saying an awful lot because I think most of their artwork's a bit shit. (laughs) But we were very keen on the Altars of Madness. um... Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm being, I'm being harsh. What I mean, no. I think Covenant's good as well. I think Covenant's Covenant's quite good. What I actually I think mean, Domination is weird as fuck. Domination but I is don't... not a good... I, it's one of my favourite Morbid Angel albums. Not a good cover. Not a good cover at all. Just, I think Gateways to Annihilation's all right. Gateways to Annihilation's cool. I, 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 all of those are cool. Illid Divinum Insanus is my favourite. It is my favourite artwork. Kingdom, Kingdom Sustained has actually got quite good artwork. I don't think I've actually done actually. to be fair. I mean, it's very metal. But... You know, that's what you want, isn't it, really, from a Morbid Angel album? Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. I think I've kind of shat on your, uh, well, your I, only positive. No, no. I, 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 I've looked at it at the Kingdoms the same one. It looks cool. Illa Divinum Insanus remains my favourite artwork for a Morbid Angel album. It, I, that's, that is the only massive compliment I can give it. And I don't, and in the grand scheme of things, considering we're talking about the music, I don't think that is a massive compliment. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's I mean, a it's not the person who it, designed the artwork, but apart from that, it's not my. It's definitely not my favorite. I think it's okay. I think it's all right, but I, I don't think, think it looks it's really a, cool. I like the aesthetic of it. There's a very behemoth, satanist style vibe to it, and obviously, this was pre the satanist, wasn't it? And I have, mm. you know, obviously, you talked about Nurgle, huge. Huge influence on like, uh, that album. You can well, hear it. Well, <laughs> musically, no. Aesthetically, maybe. Don't know, do don't we? Know. We don't know. I guess we'll never know. No. One thing we will know is that this is a bad album. We will it definitely know that. Yeah. yeah. 
will know two things that is that this is a bad album and yeah. you have a useless tin in your house <laughs> those are the two things that we've learned from this podcast <laughs> now we should rank this record um what an odd end to the show uh we should rank this record i don't really know off the top of my head exactly where i want to put this i think it's bad this record i think it's genuinely it's quite bad it's disastrous for morbid angel and their career well i it is isn't it i, I yeah uh, uh, you're saying it is, is disastrous or isn't it is it's disaster it's a complete fucking disaster um well i don't know if it's has it had a lasting effect on morbid angel's career i'm not sure if it has i think it's become it in the same way as st anger hasn't had a lasting mm, effect on exactly. metallica's career yeah but it sort of has okay it's sort of let's be i mean this is more for the when we do st anger than it is for when we do mm. but as a comparison that shit is stuck to them like it, it follows them around like a bad smell, doesn't mm. it? All mm. the shit that yeah. happened with some anger, and this now kind of follows Morbid Angel around like a bad smell. It's kind of the thing that people go, "I love Morbid Angel." Oh my god, when they did that, why were they doing? But yeah, no, it's a, it's the first thing that people will be like, "Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but." Mm. And I think people do that with Metallica. They go, "Remember they did? They didn't have any solos, and the snare sounded like shit, and the fucking." the bloke in the jumper started telling them to hug each other that was stupid wasn't it and i think like that's it's not much of a distraction overall to metallica as a band and their entire career in general mm. but it's enough it's enough when i sort of feel like this about this album is that it's enough of a thing that you just go what the fuck were you doing what were you thinking like i'm going back to the old stuff mm. and i'm not even going to think about morbid angel as of now anymore i'm just not going to Mm. in terms of thinking where to place it i was looking at supercharger by machine head which currently is number 43 on our list and i said to myself what would i rather re-listen to supercharger or this album and i think personally i would rather re-listen to supercharger i think i probably agree but as illustrated by your quite slow response there, I do think they are relatively close to each other in terms of quality, in terms mm-hmm. of the embarrassing fuck ups on them. <laughs> I think actually, personally, Supercharger has more redeeming um, uh, redeeming features to it than Elizabeth I was just about to say that. I think even Supercharger is at its worst. I mean, it's the thing about yes. the, the absolute worst of this record. I mean, I think we're going to have to jump it up a little bit more than that, to be honest. I agree. I agree. Randy Savage's Be a Man, I mean, it feels like a fucking Nick Drake album compared to Randy Savage. <laughs> Like this, Randy Savage feels like a Nick Jagger compared to this. I should say, yeah. Attila, I just don't think there's anything as bad as. I mean, Attila, it was like proto metal, and I really knew what was going on. I'd rather listen to Attila than this, definitely. Even Songs of Innocence, which is where I tend to go to, I think it's boring and there's nothing really going on. It's not embarrassing though. Songs not embarrassing. I'm more looking towards Black Flag. Yes, same. Well, Black Flag is embarrassing. Yeah. 
As is Love Beach, Bremerton Lake and Palmer. As is Love Beach. I, it's, do you know what? I don't think um, either is as embarrassing as this, though, because no, it does do neither. a few embarrassing things on this record where you go, ah, oh, what are you doing? And it does, Which... and they do keep coming as well. Like, Radical is the penultimate song. And you're like, yeah. right, you're still doing the embarrassing shit. For which sake. drops us down to Lenny Kravitz's Lenny Kravitz. Baptism, yes. which is deeply embarrassing. Yes, it is. Now, what's more embarrassing to the I think at least baptism sort of sounds like Lenny Kravitz well yeah quite yeah there wasn't there wasn't all of that to put on top of it as well the whole kind of like oh he's completely changed the sound and I don't Mm. like this kind of thing which a lot of Morbid Angel fans said of this record not all of them a lot of them did though the sensible ones (laughs) Um, uh, and then we get to a bunch of stuff like we Met at Sea by The Prison Detective, Streets of Sky by The Enemy, and One by Dirty Vegas, all of which I think are totally inoffensive, just unbelievably bland. Same. Very boring, do nothing, are kind of stupid. Wouldn't necessarily say they're obnoxious in the way that this record is fucking obnoxious. Mm. The next album, so I'm still going. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to continue. Yep. We then get to Hefty Fine by the Bloodhound Gang. Mm-hmm. We're at 33 who, at this point. Who are obnoxious and Definitely. who are meant to be obnoxious. Definitely. And who are bad and who are sort of pointless and stupid. Is it quite the, oh my God, that the Bloodhound Gang released a shitty, obnoxious record? It's not a surprise, is it? Not a surprise, is it? Rediscovered mm-hmm. by Puddle of Mud, as spoken about, the songs on it itself are good. Mm-hmm. The actual original, like, these songs are not good. No, they're not. They're not good. So I'm still going. Scream by Chris Cornell for the occasional chinks of Chris Cornell. I can't put this above Chris Cornell. I can't put this above Chris Cornell, can we? Surely. I mean, that's a bad record, the Chris Cornell record. It is bad. Mm. And it is comparable in the fact that it's an artist that we really, really respect hugely yeah, yeah. losing the plot yeah but but it wasn't necessarily chris cornell's fault that that happened mm. and although david vincent and trey azagoth are both pointing at each other and going he made the bad smell he made the bad smell well, one of you fucking did mm. and you're gonna take the fucking heat for it i'm afraid so i i'm still going at this point uh, as am I, although this is kind of the point where I start to go, hmm, is this yeah. around where we should stop? Because the next point is Razor Light, and uh, I'd rather re listen to this than Razor Light. <laughs> um, I'd rather re listen to this than Razor Light because you like death metal more than you like whatever the fuck. That's, Razor Light I mean, that is probably do. true. That is probably true. But I do think what Razor Light, whatever the fuck Razor Light do, is fucking abhorrently rubbish. Um, it is. It is it is absolutely apparently rubbish. I think it is not as genuinely not sure it's as got like jaw on the floor ghastly as this. Man, you want to keep going, don't you? Okay, I'm happy to keep going. That's... I kind of do. I am look. I am getting to where my cutoff is for me. Okay. It's Christmas in the Stars by Star, by Star Wars. Wars. I think famous, right. famous first words. Again, you didn't. You, you're fucking nothing. Like blah blah blah. Christmas in the Stars by Star Wars 
is an embarrassing joke a, of an album. Embarrassing affront aff- <laughs> to the thing that you were doing. Like yeah. really, yeah, really, really fucking crap. Really, really terrible. Blades of Baal gives this. There is nothing good on that Star Wars album at all. nothing good not a single song not a single fucking thing on it this at least has one good song not written by the two main guys written by Destructor fair play to him but it's one good song Mm. and it's It's arguably two yeah Yeah. Christmas in the Stars has nothing Mm. it's just fucking it's ridiculous it's stupid it's funny it's probably funnier than this yes yes but it's a tacky awful piece of crap which bears no resemblance to the initial point Mm. of what the thing was massive cash in as well this doesn't either but it's got two this is the same thing but it's got one or two songs on it that are quite good yeah man ergo argued that really well very well ergo i would say morbid angel um would go in between christmas and stars by star wars and viva brother famous first words that's what i'm saying i'm completely down with that i think that's uh actually very well argued case uh and i thought um you know when i initially said machine head supercharger i thought it would get a little bit closer to to machine head but you know like i said you've argued that very very well and you've put your points across very very well so i'm more than happy to put it in 29 i am I, i'm i'm good at doing that doing <laughs> well you good would hope so that. yes <laughs> thanks very much um so there it is morbid angel illid divinium insanus oh <laughs> yes we're going (laughs) we're going back to i mean i don't even know i don't even know what this is or where to start with it but i know what it's called and that means i know sort of i'm pretty sure i know what it is you'll love to hate this by richard blackwood of hollyoaks crikey Richard Blackwood Renfrey we're doing next week. I'm going to say can't right believe now, it. no idea who Richard Blackwood is. You're mad. You know who Richard Blackwood is. He's on EastEnders. He was on EastEnders. He's on Hollyoaks. He was a comedian in the... Oh, he's Richard Blackwood. Hold on, hold on. Uh, he's, he's, he's back. He's back, Richard Blackwood. You'll love to hate this. I mean, he's actually got... Oh, that guy. Away. Oh, sorry. That guy. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I One, two, three, four. know who Richard Black Everybody is. go I'm with honest. a whoop, whoop down with a wicked. Yes. Yeah. That sorry. guy. Yeah. That's I had to, my, my mind had to go back 20 years. Um, but yes, and this album did come out in 2000, so that makes sense. Uh, apparently 34 copies of this album for sale on Discog starting at 72p. So that should be oh, good wow. fun next week. <laughs> does 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 one of them come in a tin perchance? <laughs> if it does, I'm sold. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we'll be finding out how nice the not only we reviewing the album, we're reviewing the packaging in the tin <laughs> uh, Richard Blackwood special edition. Can I get a whoop whoop down with a wicked? That'll be us next week. Anyway, see you later everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you had a lovely time like we did. Um and remember, you know, keep it hardcore radical.